0: song? Genesis chapter 28. You never know around here, that's for sure. All kinds of spirits. Genesis 28, verse number 10 is where we're going to pick up at. Genesis 28, verse number 10. Very, very good illustration here for us tonight. Amen. Genesis 28, 10 through 16. Verse number 10, Jacob went out From Beersheba and went toward Haran. It's really Koran. Haran, think about Koran. But anyway, he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. Because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place and put them for pillows and laid down in the place to sleep. You talk about roughing it. There's a good sign there. Amen. Verse 12, but notice what happened. He dreamed, he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to the heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee, notice, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. Verse 14, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth, be blessed. Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether you go and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of to thee of. Verse number 16, last verse. Jacob awakened out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. From verse number 12, if you'd slap that back up there, amen, where it talks about a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. From that, I just want to, amen, tie it to the Christmas theme here, amen, this month. I want to tie it to the the true Christmas tree. Say it with me. The true Christmas tree. Thank you. You can be seated. I hope you'll just stick around because it does have some meaning. But I will say titles of a message, not always the most appropriate thing for the message, but it's something that we've gotten accustomed to. The story of Jacob, and it's a, it's a great story. Um, the life of Jacob is just a great example, but the story of Jacob And uh, how that, let me say it this way, he was aided by his mother, Rebekah, deceived blind Isaac, his father, which caused Isaac, I'm just kind of setting the stage here, to bless Jacob (laughs) instead of Esau. And so that caused some problems, and Esau hated his brother uh, because of it. And threatened to take vengeance. And he threatened to take vengeance in payment of one lump sum. Jacob's life. (laughs) He wanted to kill him. He wanted to take vengeance on him. He wanted to take his life. And so his mother, uh, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, she knew. And so she urged Jacob to flee. You've got to get out of here. You've got to go. And so she sent him and told him he should go to her brother's place, her brother's home, Laban's. Go to his home uh, in, in Haran. That's where you need to do. You need to go. And so it's here that we pick up in the story that he's on that journey from Beersheba to Haran. And he's on his way and he's leaving. And on the way, and I want to make this point, on the way, and I I think it's a good point for our church and for several that's here, amen, that would hear this message. Jacob thought, look at your neighbor and say, he was thinking. Jacob thought he was escaping the wrath of his brother. He thought he was running, amen, from his problem and escaping, he thought he was leaving that, escaping that from his brother Esau. And while he was running from Esau, I want you to know, and I think it's a a point the Lord really laid heavy on me, that we've got to know as Christians today. He was in reality running toward God. It may appear he was running from the vindictive brother, but he was actually in the will of God and running toward God. Because in the process of running, we find Jacob laying here and he wasn't in the comfort inn. He wasn't in a comfort place. He didn't have all the amenities. His his pillow was a rock. Now, I don't know about you, I always think about what probably somebody would be thinking in some of the things that we read because it's hard for us to understand since we live in such cush conditions. I don't care who we are, Most of us have a nice blanket to lay on even if it's on the floor. We can ball up clothing and make a pillow. But most importantly, we're not running from anything. Are we? Unless we're running from something (laughs) that we think we're afraid of. But in reality... What God's trying to do and trying to show us is we're running toward him. He's moving us in the direction he wants us to go. Sometimes it's hard to pick up on those things, especially when you're in this situation. He was really running toward God. Amen. In, this, in these hills of love which he later renamed, uh, amen, Bethel, which meant house of God, because he, knew, he said, surely the Lord is in this place. In fact, I went to Israel, and the tour guide told us the Temple Mount is where they believe that this took place, is where God, the ladders, and where the, God spoke to Jacob, is where the Temple Mount is built, the Dome of the Rock. And so, you know, you think, wow, and probably there's some truth to it. Jacob, he, he later, later renamed it Bethel, house of God. Now, look at this. I, I said this. Stones for pillars. Now, get this. Jacob didn't have everything, you know, A, B, C. It, 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 and and, and I, 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 this is how the Lord dealt with me about putting this message together. We all have dreams we all have things maybe that we have uh, because the Bible, and even trying to be spiritual, and even the Bible tells us, without a vision, the people will perish. If we don't have some goals, and you know, I talked to, uh, the other day about resolutions and looking into the next year. But I want you to think about this, and this is where it really struck me, because this is something we all battle. Look at your neighbor and say, mental condition. You ever think about Jacob's, you ever think about Jacob's mental condition here? Getting quiet. You guys are being mentally challenged. It's mental. But in all honesty, it was just right for a dream. I say that because I want I to point some things out. You say, man, mental condition. Yeah, sometimes we got to think of what, what somebody's thinking when they're laying there on that rock in the hills, nothing to go back to, not sure what's ahead of you. Think about the mental condition. He was torn, had to be, any human being would be. He was tired, he was weary from just traveling. Think about that. Anybody anybody can sleep on a rock And I can't even sleep in a nice queen-size comfort bed. Woke up the other morning, got up at 4.30, and got up and sat down in my recliner, went downstairs. And while I was down, I thought, well, this is stupid. But when you can't sleep, you can't sleep. Think about it. Think about sometimes our mental condition. When we're going through something, when we're uncertain, When we're tired, when we're weary, amen, from trying to do things, and I believe also he was saddened, had to be, by the thoughts of having to leave home, saddened that maybe his brother was after him, and saddened to think, you know, because he left his daddy, his daddy wasn't in the best of health in the first place, hadn't died yet. And probably thinking in his mind, I'll never, maybe never see my parents again. Think about the mental thoughts and the mental condition amen. in this situation. On the other hand, think about the positive side of it. There was no doubt he was, as he laid there, he was awed by what had taken place. By the reality of the great blessing his father had empowered or imposed or imparted on him. Think about it. He was blessed. He was blessed by Isaac. And so I'm sure he felt torn. His mental condition was pulled from the great blessing. It's a joy, amen, to feel an anointing and to know, amen, know that blessing and to feel that blessing. But but all the other elements that that were there with him, I promise you, it was a a mental condition. But guess what? He was ripe for God to do something. And as he lay there, and we've got to understand this, the dream was still, regardless of all the things I just explained, and regardless of where he was at, and regardless of all the uncertainty, the dream is still divinely inspired. Come on, when God's in something, he's in it. Does not make no difference the circumstances? We can pick it apart. We can come on. We can hammer and chisel it apart. But when God's in something, regardless of even our mental state, being torn, look at it. He had to be. He had to have feelings. But think about it. The dream was still inspired by God. And then we think about the dream. His dream was a ladder. Look at your neighbor say a ladder. A ladder reaching all the way to heaven. Now, it's not a ladder like you and I think. You know, you extend it way out. Or one of those wobbly things you take chances on. Nothing like that. Because in Hebrew, ladder literally means staircase or terrace. Maybe that's where the song Stairway to Heaven come from. I I doubt it. Because I don't know about the lady who knows. Verse number 12, put it up there. Look at it. Jacob's dream was probably in the form of a staircase. Because I say that because in everything I can find out, the staircase was common in the ancient temples it wasn't like a ladder it wasn't like something you see with nails and you know, sticks and you just crawl up it uh, It was a staircase because he envisioned he seen angels he seen messengers ascending and descending in this staircase think about it angels, messengers were going up and down to and fro think about that maybe that's where the devil gets the idea hey Checked out old Job. Why? Because they were were angels. They were angels going to and fro. There's heavenly angels just like there's the bad angels. Because the devil himself says, hey, only thing I could do is go around the earth going to and fro in the earth. These were going up and down the staircase. See, oh, come on, get this, because all that the enemy can offer is something earthly. Come on, there's nothing heavenly. It doesn't attach to the heavens. Now I want you to get that because that's important. Angels, and mess- they're messengers. That's what they are. Put up verse 13. And the top, at the very top, the Bible says, the Scripture tells us, was the glory of Jehovah himself. The Lord was at the top. Look at it. It was the Lord there. The Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God. Listen, he's reassuring him in this mental condition, in this state of mind. He's reassuring him, I'm the same God of Abraham and of Isaac. It was important. It was important. Now get this, because God spoke. Why did God speak? Why did this have to happen? God had to extend the promise to him from Genesis 13 that he gave to Abraham. He says, listen, I gave a covenant. I gave a promise with Abraham. I gave the promise to your your father Isaac. And he said, I want you to know I'm giving you the same promise where you're at right now. Everywhere you go, I want you to know you're blessed. And I'm with you. I have the same covenant. I have the same promise for you. Can I say this? It's great to come to church, but whoop de doo if you don't get things for yourself, You've got to hear from God. Amen. You can't rely on Abrahams. Come on. God spoke to Abraham. God spoke to Isaac. He had never spoke to Jacob. And now he's speaking to Jacob and letting him know, listen, you're not on a journey by yourself. I'm with you and I'm blessing you. And this is for a bigger purpose than what you realize. Sometimes we miss it. We're stuck in our little old ruts and our little old thoughts and our little old visions and dreams. God has a bigger picture. We just don't realize it. But God God had spoken. You know, Jacob may have heard. He may have heard Isaac sit around and talk about it. I sit around here. I heard my dad all my life scare me to death. The Lord's coming. The Lord's coming. The Lord's coming. Things are going to happen. I mean, and just all my life, I, I was always on edge. Didn't know it until I got over. I like, oh, my God. Because I remember, and I've shared with you this. I remember times in my life, oh, let me get to here, God. Oh, let me drive. Oh, let me graduate. Or let me get married. Or let me have kids. Let me, now it's, Lord, let me have my grandkids. Let me see them raised up. It's always, Lord, let me something. He may have heard his his daddy talk about God speaking to him and telling him about the promise. I'm sure, I'm sure he testified and witnessed to his family. I'm sure they all knew about it. I'm sure Isaac shared it with all of his family. Even Esau. But he hadn't heard for himself. This is why so many people struggle today. The Holy Ghost is a gift for everybody And the Holy Ghost should be able to guide you like it does others. It's us. We have to, come on, we have to get into the mental condition of where God can do something with us. I asked the Lord the other night, I said, Lord, are you taking my sleep? Are you doing this? Is this something I need? Is there something going on that I need to be doing? Because I pray, I ask God, you know, hey, listen. Because if there's something going on, maybe sometimes the Lord will wake you up to pray for somebody. Whether they're traveling or whatever, maybe going through something. That has happened. And so sometimes when you just wake and you just don't know what it is, you inquire about it. And so if God don't tell you something, it's just bad pizza. You Got too much rest during the day maybe, I don't know. Think about it. God had to speak to Jacob himself for him to understand what it is he was supposed to do and why he was going through the things that he was going through. Because God promised him, he says, I will give it. Think about that. Has God spoken to any of us? Has God said anything like that? I'll bless you. I'll give it. I'll make the way. I'm doing it. And I feel like I'm alone. Has he? Because you've got to hold on to that. You've got to know it's God that has spoken to you. Whether your head's on a rock or whether you're, you know, in a comfort zone. You've got to know. You've got to be able to hear from God. God may have conditioned you in one way or another to hear. Because, listen, this is the truth. Absolutely nothing can take the place of a personal, divine, God-given revelation. That's why I tell people, be careful, thus saith the Lord. You better know it's God saying it. I feel led to, that's great, you might feel led to, what is the Spirit saying? Because I have felt led about a lot of things, even in pastoring and ministering, even in leadership, even in teaching. But feeling, I've learned, feeling something and knowing something is far abstract. When you know God said it, you better stand on it. Come on, when you know God said it, you better pursue it. You better get up out of those hills, uh, get up off of that rock, uh, and you better get motivated. uh, And know God said it, uh, and notice what he said. Notice how he phrased it. (coughs) Because Jacob tells on himself. Look, verse 16. Look at this. Jacob proclaims, surely the Lord is in this place. Present condition. Present condition. Come on, look at me. Present condition. We come to church or we're going, things are going great in our life. Surely the Lord. Notice why he prayed. Oh, because he listen, this was something spectacular. This was something divine. He knew it. All the way, to, and, and God spoke, I'm the Lord. That's divine. I mean, it don't get any better than that. Just like it was with the Apostle Paul before he was Apostle Paul. Why are you kicking against me, Paul? I thought I was doing God's will. No, he says, "Surely the Lord's in this place, present condition." But notice the declaration: "Surely the Lord is in this place." But notice what he says. Past ignorance. Come on, tap yourself. And I knew it not. I didn't know it. The Lord is here. I recognize it now, but I didn't know it. Come on. I believe the testimony for a lot of us today is we're able to say that. The Lord is in this place, but I knew it not. Sometimes we don't know, but when God speaks and God makes it very clear, now he says, listen, I can't live on the past. I can't live on past ignorance. Now I know God is in this place, what God is doing. He has spoken to me, not my father's, not my grandfather. He has let me know. Come on, you've got to know what your purpose is in God. This wandering around is not God's will. Just taking it day by day and wondering what, you know, hey, let's, let's just see what works out of it, what squeezes out of the tube. That doesn't work. That's not what God wants. And when you get in the right condition, uh, I don't care where you're at. Uh, I don't care what you're encountering. Uh, guess what? He's able to get your attention and let you know. No doubt. 1 Timothy Chapter two. Get this. For there is what? One God, one mediator between God and man. The man, notice the wording here, the man Christ Jesus. The latter that Jacob seen is a revelation of the earthly mission of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the ladder, the staircase was the connection. God was at the end of it. There were messengers ascending and descending. Jesus Christ, uh, there's one God, and the staircase, the mediator, what brings us together, the messenger is the Lord Jesus Christ. Just let that settle for a minute because that's the ladder, the mediator between God and man. The only hope we know, the only hope of heaven is in Jesus Christ. Can't get there any other way. Look at me. There's no other ladder, there's no other staircase, there's no other message or messenger to come. There's one God. God is spirit. There's one mediator between flesh and spirit, and it's Christ Jesus. We've got to get that. We've got to understand that. We've got to know that. Just like, just like it was spoken to James, Jacob this is who I am, this is what it is. Jesus Christ is the I am. John chapter 1, verse 48. We're going to go 48 through 51. Notice this. Let me just read it from here. Remember Nathaniel? He said to him, Whence knowest me because Jesus let him know. Because let me, let me just say this here real quick because sometimes we don't understand. Jesus seen him under a tree. Now, what does that mean? Sometimes some, some that were in leadership, some of the Jews, they would find places where the foliage were the thickness where they could sit and relax, and not everybody see them. So you, gotta, you gotta understand. It wasn't just the Lord, there's a big tree over there. The Lord says, Hey, that's you. No, it wasn't that visible like that. Now I want you to understand. So he say, the thing Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus Angel said unto him, Before that, Philip, before I called you, Philip, guess what? You was under the fig tree. I saw you. Now, like I say, if it was just an open tree like we see out here in the driveway, and hey, somebody, oh yeah, wouldn't mean nothing. But notice this, this got to Philip. Next verse. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Now, Now hold right there, hold right there for a second. What in the world just happened This was no Jacob moment. Follow me? Jacob laid his head down. Angels ascending, descending. Sees the Lord speaks. Jesus comes along and tells Nathanael, hey, I seen you over there in the fig tree. And what does it do? It turns him inside out. Revelation. Look at it him somebody spectacular. Now think about it. Ne- next verse. He says, listen, that's what you are. You're the, you're the son. Jesus answered to him, because I said unto you, I saw you under a fig tree. You believe? Thou, thou shall see greater things than these. Come on. Listen. We can see Jesus but he doesn't want us to stop there. He don't want us just to see the staircase and focus on the ladder or the staircase. He wants us to know what the purpose is. There's greater things ahead for a believer, Amen. If we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Now, look at it. He told him. He said, "Listen, when you was under the fig tree, I saw you." He was Nathaniel was amazed by this. Oh, that we would get amazed when the Lord calls you out. Calls your name. Calls your name. Oh, that we would get amazed when God deals with us instead of getting mad or burdened or bothered. Leave me alone. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Look at just. You know, because when you think of the fact when in, in Matthew 10, you think of the fact Jesus just comes along when he started picking out his uh, disciples. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. No great revelation. No, no great. Here, the same principles apply with the. He just told him, I seen you under the fig tree a while ago. Well, how, how did you see me? He wasn't there. And look what it did. It got him. You understand this? Listen, I don't care who preaches. I don't care who does what. If something don't affect you, nothing's going to change in you. Something affected Nathaniel. God knows how to draw men to him. No man can come to the Father except the Spirit draw him. So, Jesus knew that there was something going on in Nathaniel's life. Come on, look at it. Study it. Look it over. You'll find something was going on in his life. And he says, I saw you. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the Lord spoke to you and said that? Or would it? I saw you where you was at, Rick. Coming out of that old honky tonk. I saw how you was acting when you was at your friend's house. I saw you over there on aisle four making those faces when you see so-and-so. Happened to me the other day. Hereafter you shall see heaven open and the messenger, the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Verse 51, look at this. What did he tell him? What did did he did he just promise him? The dream of Jacob? He said, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Who's the Son of Man? Jesus He didn't say myself or me. He said on the Son of Man. Why? Because that's purposeful. We've got to understand who Jesus is. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. Jesus is the Son of Flesh. Why? So that he can offer the flesh for our sacrifice of sin. Son of Man, you're going to see it. You're going to see it take place. The Son of Man. He uses that illustration for a purpose. Now I think you're seeing where I'm going. Because what is it that is the true Christmas tree? We're celebrating Christmas. What is the real Christmas tree? It's none of these that we have. The real true Christmas tree is that cross that goes up and down. Amen. That connects us from the earth to heaven. But we don't see it. We don't hear the message that's coming out of the cross, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Come on, we, that's the connection. That's the true Christmas spirit because Jesus' reference, his reference was not of something that he would do. Notice it. It's not something he said, ah, here's what I'm going to do. Jesus, he, he's telling him to, that something that he was, I'm not showing you, Nathaniel, what I'm going to do. I'm telling you what I am. Come on, that's, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm excited about that. That, that pumps me up. Why? Because you'll see with your eyes the manifestation of the redemptive plan of God. You're going to see it start unfolding. You're going to see the messengers. You're going to see the lad, the staircase, the ladder. You're going to see, see the, you're going to witness the connection heaven and earth, you're going to see salvation go forth. You're going to see it with your own eyes. You're going to see it. (laughs) Because what was closed by man's sin, and we know man's sin, would now be opened by the Son of Man's sacrifice. Well, Christmas ain't about all this bright lights and all this stuff that we make it. In fact, December 25th is not Jesus' birthday. Please don't say that. Just say that's the time we celebrate Jesus' birthday. Because it really comes from pagan time that was given to us and we accepted Not we, but our people. It's the time we celebrate. But there's no doubt, I've said this before, regardless of all the Goopla and all the pomp and circumstance that we've pulled into it, one thing's true, there is a spirit of giving because even the world has tapped in. 73% of all giving to charity happens between November and December. Some of these companies know, I've got this small window of time, that's why you're bombarded. That's why that spirit comes out of the woodwork of need. Because it's not the need. The need's there. It's going to be there on January 2nd, January 9th, June. It's always there. That need's there if it's really a need. What happens is it comes out. That spirit comes out because it's to tap into your feelings and your emotions and your love. Stay with me. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. She shall bring forth a son. There's that Son of Man. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He has a name. For he, not they, he shall save his people from their sin. You know, the, the right wording knows how to be said. Not they shall save, he shall save them there. If it meant to have been they because it was there, then guess what? It wouldn't have been, if it was a three, it wouldn't have been, you know, me or him. It would be they. They shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save, deliver his people from their sins. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. Who hath ascended up into the heaven or descended what is his name? Notice this, a long time ago, <laughs> the writer of Proverbs pinned this out. And what is his son's name? If thou can tell. You see, there was no answer then, but the prophet Isaiah, and the prophets come along and started prophesying about it. But now we know what's the answer. John chapter 3, verse 13. No man hath ascended up to heaven. No man. Jesus did. He's the son of man. He's God incarnate. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Remember the staircase? Who was up there? The Lord said, I'm the Lord. There's there's no, come on, you don't have to decipher it. I'm the Lord. But he that cometh down from heaven descended the staircase, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Notice this. It's all important for us to understand who Jesus is and to understand the purpose of the cross. Because the only true Christmas tree, amen, is the ladder to heaven is Jesus Christ. How? The cross. That's the tree. That's the tree we should be looking at this Christmas. Come on, I'll pr- I'll, let's pray. Let's pray that God, it's not, not blessing people with gifts. That's great. We love that. I, do, I love it. But what we should be focusing on is, listen, God, let them see the cross. Let them see the real tree. That the light, the bright light, the only light, amen, of the world hung on. You are the staircase. You are the ladder. From heaven to earth. From earth to heaven. Come on, we believe Jesus died for our sins. We believe that he rose again, I'm hoping hope we believe that but the main do we believe that he's coming again heaven to earth earth to heaven he's coming again because he is the true light the true christmas tree that we should be looking at amen and we should understand it's all about him even when Jacob got to see. What an, ama- what an amazing thing. And I- I'm sure there was probably some, you know, one thing I've learned up here in-, in the anointing, you feel, man, you feel great. And my body, even, man, I don't feel. By the time I get home, I'm walking from the garage. Oh, my feet. Oh, my feet. Oh, my feet. difference. See, there's a difference when Jacob was under the anointing in his dream, and he's seen this great dream. I don't believe he was afraid or fearful of what he was seeing, but I believe when God spoke to let him know here's the purpose, because God knew inside he was having issues of being and knowing what is the will of God. You want to know what the will of God is? Do you really want to know what the will of God is? Be delivered. Come on, get the dream. Realize what connects us. Come on, realize what connects you to heaven. Jesus Christ. Amen. He was on the cross. We, we celebrate his birth, but he was on the cross it's already. Come on, we, we know he's in the place. We didn't know the whole purpose, but one day the Lord showed us and we got to see salvation in the making. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for revelation. God, I thank you, Lord, I'm not wandering this earth like many today, wondering, not knowing who you are, trying to separate you from God, trying to separate you from the Spirit trying to keep you, Lord God, earthly when you're heavenly, Lord. God, you are the almighty. You are the everlasting. You are the prince of peace. God, you are Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, you're all that, Lord. Help us to realize, Lord, even as we celebrate your birth, help us, Lord God, to realize, Lord God, you are. You've been in this place. You've been there, Lord. Help us to see you, Lord Jesus. Lord, at the top of that staircase, at the top of that ladder, knowing that you're our God and that you're coming again. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen, amen, amen. Work, hey, work, reach.